Welcome to the Not Her Better Show. I'm your host, Paul Vogelzang, and this is episode number 318. Today's show is brought to you by Blinkist. As part of our Art of Living interview series, our guest today is Dr. Sarah Ackerman. Dr. Sarah Ackerman, MD, is a medical director in the Medical Affairs Department at Alchemies. In this position, she oversees the medical affairs strategy and life cycle management for the company's addiction therapies. Dr. Ackerman is a board-certified addiction psychiatrist with experience in research teaching and the clinical care of patients with substance abuse disorders and other psychiatric disorders. Our guest, physician Sarah Ackerman, is on the front lines of an important subject for our Not Old Better Show audience, the CDC's latest report that drug overdose death rates are increasing among middle-aged and later-aged women. The U.S. drug epidemic is evolving, including and most dramatically among women. Studies have highlighted rising rates of drug overdose deaths among women aged 55 to 64 years of age, and that from 1999 to 2017, the death rate for this particular age group of women increased by over 260%. Drug overdose deaths involving antidepressants, prescription opioids, and synthetic opioids all increased. What does this mean? Why are women vulnerable? And what can be done is the subject of our interview today with Dr. Sarah Ackerman. So please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, Dr. Sarah Ackerman. Dr. Sarah Ackerman, welcome to the Not Old Better Show. Thank you for having me, Paul. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, We're going to talk about the news for just a moment, certainly something that is in the news quite a bit as a result of a recent CDC report. But here in the United States, the overdose rate for medications and the uh, deaths surrounding that are are increasing. Uh, They're doing so rapidly. I read that the CDC is uh, claiming about a 260% increase. Why is this happening so uh, much and and why so quickly? Yeah, Paul. So as you mentioned, uh, the opioid epidemic is really the public health crisis of our time. um, And this devastating disease really continues to escalate in an alarming rate. In a recent report that you referenced from the Centers for Disease Control, or CDC, uh, they examined drug overdose death rates among, specifically among women ages 30 to 64 years uh, between 1999 and 2017. And as you mentioned, they found that the drug overdose death rate from all categories of drugs increased by an alarming 260%. Um, among this, this w- the women in this age range of 30 to 64, the rate of drug deaths specifically involving an opioid drug actually increased by 492%. So, so the increase in this drug overdose death rate was largely due to opioids. And I think this analysis really sheds light on the fact that drug overdose deaths continue to be really unacceptably high um, with very dramatic increases, um, which is new in this report, found to be uh, among uh, women, uh, specifically ages 55 to 64. Alarming, certainly for my audience. And so what what is it that lends itself to this? Why uh, this age range, this band, this 55 to 64 year age range? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when we step back, we think about the ep- the epidemic more broadly. I mean, according to the National Survey on Drug Use and Health, you know, about 2.1 million people um, currently have an opioid use disorder, and unfortunately, fewer than a third of them are actually receiving treatment at a specialty substance use disorder facility. So, so what that means is that only a minority of people with opioid use disorder are actually receiving treatment. I mean, the CDC estimates that um, you know more broadly in all populations, um, in 2016, 42,000 people died of an opioid overdose, and that's more than 100 lives lost 
every day. I think it's, you know, even opioid overdose deaths are actually driving down the U.S. life mm. expectancy for the second year in a row. And that's that's very frightening. You know, one of the reasons we're seeing uh, this rise in, in opioid overdose deaths specifically is related to the synthetic opioid fentanyl. So there's been a rise in synthetic opioids such as fentanyl um, really contributing to this increase in deaths. Um, in fact, overall, deaths related to fentanyl have increased more than 500% in the past three years. And, for, and maybe I should just clarify, fentanyl is a, uh, a, a very potent synthetic opioid that's finding its way into the illicit drug supply. Um, and, and fentanyl is approximately 50 times more potent than, than heroin and other um, uh, illicit opioids. Why is it that women are particularly vulnerable? to drug overdose. So I think any any population that's that's using or misusing mm-hmm. opioids mm-hmm. is certainly at risk. You know, I think there's um, you know, uh, in particular, you know, there's been some research on special populations such as pregnant women. A great amount of important work has been done around educating and improving access to treatment for this population. Um, and similarly, important work is ongoing around um, treatments for adolescents. You know, I think women in particular in this age range have have really not been a focus of a lot of research and more research is really needed to better understand the needs of this population so that that ultimately we can improve outcome. You know, and certainly anyone misusing opioids is at risk for overdose, um, particularly those that are, you know, using illicit drugs combined with fentanyl. But I think a point that's relevant for older adults is that the combination of opioids with other substances, either prescribed or illicit, can be particularly dangerous. So, you know, older adults may be more likely to be prescribed medications for sleep or anxiety, and those medications in common combination with opioids and things like alcohol uh, can be very, very dangerous. Hi, this is Paul. We'll be right back with Dr. Sarah Ackerman. You know, even as we grow older, it can be hard to find time to sit down and learn more. You know, I often feel overwhelmed even when approaching learning and reading. You may think you don't have time to read a book, not know where to find great books to read, and to develop yourself. As we age, developing ourselves is a priority for all of us. So there's a new app I highly recommend. It's called Blinkist. Yes, the app is new, but it takes and builds on the best features and offers the best takeaways, in other words, the need to know information from thousands of non-fiction books and condenses them down in just a 15-minute read that you can either read or listen to. But most of all, you're gonna learn. You learn what you want, and you'll wanna know more. Importantly, Blinkist is made by busy people like our Not Old Better Show audience, who want to get the main points of books quickly and then decide about reading more or even without reading the entire book. With an audio feature, Blinkist makes it so easy to finish four books a day while you're on errands, working out like me, or doing chores around the house, also like me. (laughs) Eight million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library from self-help books to business books to health and history books. So far, among the popular books I've read, The Memory Place. The Science of Why, A New Earth, one of my favorites, The Snowball, the Warren Buffett and the Business of Life book, fantastic. You can browse by category like health and science, the topic of today's great interview, which we'll be right back with. Personally, I loved Who Should Read These Blinks. 
That's a special feature within Blinkist, and it's where you can get tips and insights and other details about whether you'll enjoy the book. It's really great. I hope you give the app a try. Read some of the summaries. The free seven-day trial is a great way to find out if you like the app and whether you want to pay for such a great service because that's exactly what I did. I like Blinkist because I used the app for free for a while and then I decided to move on with a paid subscription because that's how much I fell in love with it. And I hope you'll do the same. I think it's a great way to consume more knowledge in less time, which we are all interested in doing if we're honest with ourselves. Enjoy Blinkist and keep reading, learning, and getting better. The Not Old Better Show. And right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has given a special offer to the Not Old Better Show audience. So go to Blinkist.com slash N-O-B-S to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash N-O-B-S to start your free seven-day trial. Blinkist.com slash N-O-B-S. Thanks, everybody. And now back to Dr. Sarah Ackerman. We are with Dr. Sarah Ackerman, medical director working in the medical affairs area. We are interested in knowing a little bit more about this recent report about the evolving epidemic, the drug epidemic, and particularly hard-hitting among women 55 to 64. Dr. Ackerman, are women particularly slow to ask for help, thinking you know, now perhaps of the, of the superwoman complex? Is this something that is also leading to, to some of these issues we're facing as a society? Thank you. I think when it comes to, to treatment, there are really two main issues. One is awareness, and the second one is access. And I think for women, but really for everyone, many people don't realize um, that there are three types of medications approved by the FDA to treat opioid dependence. Um, Extended-release injectable naltrexone or Vivitrol is, is a medication that our company makes. Uh, there's also uh, very effective medications called buprenorphine and methadone. And each of these treatments has a distinct role to play in addressing the epidemic. Um, these medications combine with counseling are very, very effective for many people. Um, the most significant issue we face is that most people living with this devastating disease do not receive treatment that includes medication, in part because of limited awareness and then also because of poor access to healthcare providers. And there also really aren't enough providers offering treatment. You know, I think substance use disorders uh, are, are medical illnesses, and there really needs to be access to treatment in broader settings. So as we think about this broadly, what, what are the services that can be provided now kind of after the fact, these, these care services or others that might slow some of this rate of rapid increase in terms of these deaths? Yeah, I mean, the, the cost on society really is tremendous. And, you know, there, so prevention is, is one really key aspect. And as a medical field, we've made progress toward improving uh, safe prescribing practices for opioid pain management, including reviewing prescription drug monitoring programs um, on the part of Positions, education for all ages on the risks of misuse, responsible disposal of unused medications is important, and, and importantly, um, rapid identification of a problem and access to treatment is really critical. Well, Dr. Ackerman, let's talk specifically about my audience and more specifically about middle-aged women. Tell us a little bit about drug abuse within that particular category of population. The researchers um, are beginning to recognize the problem of substance use disorder in older adults, both men and women. Um, for example, Dr. Andrew Hunt at Johns Hopkins University published a paper to 
towards the end of last year, which in part was titled A Hidden Aspect of the U.S. Opioid Crisis, um, really referring to this increase in opioid use in adults over 55. Um, alcohol continues to be the most common substance use problem in adults over 55, but as we can see, uh, opioid problems are really increasing rapidly. And the reasons for this are, are not well understood, but are likely multifactorial. Um, older adults may be more likely to be exposed to opioids through the treatment of pain, surgery. Um, identification of, the, of a problem can be more challenging for healthcare providers. It might not always be at on top of mind of physicians treating older adults. And treatment can often be complicated um, by things like chronic pain or co-occurring medical conditions. So the treatment needs of older adults can, can differ from that of younger adults, and more research is, is certainly needed in this population. Do you have advice, or does Alchemies have advice, or is there a place that you can go to find out information about how best to talk to your healthcare provider, your physician, about making sure not to be prescribed these kinds of medications? So some of the some of the very helpful uh, options for resources for 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 people affected by substance use disorders and their families would include organizations like SAMHSA, um, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, uh, SAMHSA.gov is mm, the website, mm -hmm. uh, and also the National Institute on Drug Abuse, NIDA.gov is another resource uh, mm -hmm. uh, that can be helpful. Great. That's very helpful. Thank you. We'll put links up to where our audience can find out more information about that. Dr. Sarah Eckerman, thank you so much for joining us today. This is a big issue. Certainly, we'd love to revisit this with you in another six months to a year and find out kind of where things stand now after these initial findings. Absolutely. We'd be happy to. Thank you very much for joining us today. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks, Dr. Eckerman. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Today's show is brought to you by Blinkist. Thanks to Dr. Sarah Ackerman for joining me today. And thanks to you, my wonderful Not Old Better Show audience. The Not Old Better Show. Talk about better. Thanks, everybody.